Hi, everybody. After a short break, Chris and I are back with episode 76. And there is so much going on in the world and so much going on in for me and Chris personally that we thought now's the time for a host episode, a host only episode for us to catch up with each other and kind of share. So we have just so much going on, so much. And we have a lot to talk about. And we didn't want to burden a guest, I think. So we're going to take this episode to kind of talk about what's going on in our lives, because I think a lot of our fellow musicians are probably feeling the same way. So hi, Chris. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) Let's talk a second about what we actually accomplished this weekend. So nice. We had a show, a show on a real stage in front of real people on microphones with each other. And it was fabulous. It was fabulous. We might have only had one active live dancing member of the audience. And he was in the second grade. And he was amazing. It's our target audience Um, anyway. But we... (laughs) But we had so many people that literally stopped in their tracks when the music would hit them. It was a really cool thing. And actually, to watch, just to see everybody just sort of like process live music again. Yes. You know, as we were processing live live music, music actually performing live music and then watching people say, whoa, like this is something I have not had in my life to walk through a park being around other people. And you know, that everyone was it was a very safe event. I have to give a lot of credit to the organizers. They did great. The crowds were so small, they could have had twice the number. And nobody would have batted an eye. And it would have been completely within state standards, but they didn't. And they you saw they came over the loudspeaker and they asked people to leave when it was their time. It was really well done. So getting sidetracked. Way to go. I mean, because I know we posted pictures on our social media. And I'm sure it made people like, a little uncomfortable to see that there was a live event going on with live music. But I have to say, it was so well done. And I it's, it was just like a little bit of a sense of returning to normalcy. And I mean, granted, we were outside, three of us of the five wore masks while we sang and the other two stood on opposite ends of the stage. All of us have had at least one vaccine shot. And I mean, you're done. And I'm officially immunized in, you know, a week. So I mean, we felt pretty yeah, good. Tony's, Tony yeah. as well. Tony's fully vaccinated as well. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's not to say that it's time to just open up. But what I, there's a few things I took away from that. I see the readiness and I also see the dedication to not get rid of it, like to not let the arts go or to not let music or live performances die. I've heard a lot of buzz. Well, why would they decide to go back to it if they realize it's cheaper to not have live music or it's easier to not have live music? I don't see that. But it's dead inside if you don't have live music. Yeah. (laughs) Agree. (laughs) I just don't see, I don't see people thinking that. We're out there experiencing it. You're getting calls and emails daily Mm -hmm. wanting to book people you're still saying no I know that because uh, you know some people are willing to do a lot more right Uh, you know uh, and right now for the most part we're looking at booking again in the summertime and in the fall and for next caroling season you know as we're talking it is April but (laughs) you know at this point absolutely no indoor events absolutely we everyone has to be wearing a mask absolutely you need to give us space from the audience and you know preferably for from each other so there's still a lot of restrictions in place but i feel much better as our smaller groups are vaccinated about taking these 
calculated risks because it is still a risk. The vaccine doesn't mean you won't get COVID, but you know, it's, I read an article today and it was really great about how we take a risk when we get in the car and back before the vaccine was available and we still didn't know what was happening and we were in the height of the pandemic. That would have been like getting in a car and driving 150 miles an hour on the wrong side of the beltway. Like that's what it felt like. But now it feels like I'm going out for a drive and I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to trust that everybody else is doing their best, and I'm going to drive safe. I'm going to drive the the speed limit, and I'm going to get to my location. I'm going to put on my mask, and I'm going to, you know, and that's what I wanted to talk about was our experience singing in masks, because we've done a few, we did some caroling Mm -hmm. gigs in the winter, and I wore my singer's mask, and it was wonderful, Mm -hmm. and it, it, Kept yeah, in the wintertime, the masks were great. <laughs> and I sang so great. Saturday, I just used my disposable mask. I've gotten to the point now where I prefer the disposable masks. And I didn't have a, anything underneath it. And honestly, it was fine. Yeah. It kept sliding down and I was fighting with it. But that was because it was a they're crummy masks that don't have good wires. But that's another thing I want to try to like another myth I want to yeah. bust, right? Like, I mean, it's not that it's bad. Not. We did. A, it's not. It was impossible for our vocal percussionist. Like almost like you would literally have to build. Like, <laughs> I'm imagining like a platypus mask. Like, but even a, there, like, like a plague mask, like, you know, creating those sounds is having the mic at a certain distance from your mouth. So, I mean, that was one of the choices we made was to have our bass and vocal percussionist not wear masks and stand on opposite side of the stage. And and 90% of the time, Jeremy didn't even look in. Yeah. He faced out toward the field. <laughs> like, there were times where I went to engage with him and I'm like... Thank you for being yep. safe. And he's like facing And you know, out, luckily so. the bass is my husband. So we're already in a bubble together. So most of the time I stood next to him, took that bullet yep. for everybody. But I mean, it was, it was not that bad. I wore a singer's mask. I was not intending to, but then I washed the mask I wanted to wear and I left it at home. But I had my singer's mask with me. And usually I hold my I ha- microphone to, so yeah. close to my face. And I actually, it showed me that I didn't have to eat my microphone as much as I think I do. And you could still hear me. And I've gotten used to wearing a mask in real life. So it really wasn't that big of a leap to wear it on stage. And I think that's going to be the case for another several months is if you want to sing yeah. safely on stage, especially if your group is larger than four or five people, masks are probably going to be a thing still, even for outdoor festivals and, and things like that. So We need the numbers to drop exponentially to be able to have that mask free. And there may be times, there may be situations and or people who are never going to feel comfortable with masks. I mean, we sing in a lot of nursing homes or um, retirement Mm -hmm. communities or, um, and, and to be honest, there may never be a time when that safety net feels completely right. gone. And I'm loving that we're finding that it's okay. Yeah. Like we're, we're surviving singing in it. And honestly, um, maybe my diction's a little bit better now <laughs> because I, I have to Over make it through a mask. I wrapped in a mask. Right? Yes, we definitely yeah. wrapped in a mask, which... You know, there's all kinds of, there's a lot to unpack there. However, I do credit a lot. I mean, a lot of us have some classical training. Most of our group has some classical mm-hmm. training. In fact, I think all five of us do. We sure do. And then three <laughs> of us are active barber shoppers, And I think that helps with our projection. And, you know, I think back to when we recorded our virtual school show, that was back in September. And we did the show separate 
separated outside without masks on because we were afraid that people wouldn't be able to hear us, but also the show would be less expressive and it would be harder for the kids to connect with us. But then when we were done, we sang a tag together with that we had put our masks back on. Yeah. And Jeremy, our vocal percussionist, was actually like 20 feet away from us with my iPhone. We were right next to a pretty busy street and we sang a tag and you could hear it clear as day. So, I mean, wearing the masks is not an excuse, you know, proper... <laughs> proper vocal technique and you can do it it's exciting and we're not I'm not saying this to like lecture anybody or or push anybody but wearing a mask while you sing is not the end of the world truth so we also this week this was like the revival of snow day week which was great oh my gosh that's today today was well when when you hear this it'll be yesterday but we had our very Mm -hmm. first virtual assembly and you'd think we would have started doing this late or earlier but you know schools are they've been in such a flux and i think just now schools are really starting to see how they can fit things like uh, humanities assemblies back into the schedule and things like that. Yeah, I mean, if the teachers, I think what they're finding is, you know, they might not all want to jump on a Zoom meeting. (laughs) So, and P.S., jumping on Microsoft Teams isn't any easier at all. But they do enjoy interacting with other Mm -hmm. humans. They do. And so, face it, that's what they got right now. They we have Zoom and we have Google. It is so hard. This is what I'm finding. It is so hard to get on this computer. (laughs) I don't want to turn it on. I don't want to open it. I don't want to look at it. It is yesterday. I actually just Um, didn't turn on my laptop at all. And considering we are, you know, living through our laptops, I'm in grad school. Like it felt so good to not turn on my laptop. Oh my gosh, it was. It was like a 24 hour vacation. That is an actual vacation. (laughs) That's an actual vacation. Those of us who go on vacation and we take our computers with us. No, it's not a vacation. So what I'm saying is you got to find a way to take what they have and that they have to use and engage them. And you got to see stuff that I didn't get to see today. All I saw were the little circles. Me too. But apparently the boys that were on our our Jeremy and Tony got to see all their faces and they they screenshot a few of them. There were (laughs) amazing things happening like kids knitting and Playing with their stuffed animals, introducing their stuffed, animals, with their stuffed animals to the class. And like maybe... There just, were kids I, dancing apparently too, so I, I will take yes, it. Yes, and like, oh, that's what I... I mean, that's what I adore about <laughs> Snow Day. And for those of you not listening, Snow Day is our... We have a... It's a educational group. It's a outreach group. But we are a five-part acapella group, and we mostly go to schools and teach them about acapella. We also teach them about being an amazing... Confident human group being, member yeah. and a confident human being and how to support someone through any different any challenge that they may face whether it's acapella or just life in life <laughs> yeah oh, and so and that's the, today oh. we've we faced challenges today it was challenging day it was a challenging day first of all sound doesn't i work. am fairly technologically competent but microsoft teams yeah. was the death of me today but it it happens and we made a joke of it as snow day is apt to do as we laugh at ourselves we googled we we googled <sighs> we we tried not know. to cuss on everything. the microphones where the kids could hear us i i really hope that all of that was so. in my head Gosh, i hope so but I really but hope so you know, too. <laughs> and, and having that even virtually, and it was a weird experience to sit here and watch myself, watch kids, watch me, watch myself. 
<laughs> yes, it was very, it, there was a cyclical thing there. I was like watching myself watch them and I was like, are they watching me? Oh gosh. Oh, I think they're watching me. So I'm watching me. Imagine that they're watching me. And I'm like, I'm going to lose. But it was a reminder, you know, and I've talked about this on my social media pages about how I just, I had no desire to kind of recreate the experiences of my life on Zoom. And I think part of that was I didn't think it was going to last this long. Like I had, I, I didn't have any expectations that we were going to be right back at it in a few weeks. But my children have been doing school at home for 405 oh days. And tomorrow they go back into the building for the first time. It's so exciting. But yeah, like I just didn't. 405 <laughs> days, people. My kid went back almost a month ago and it is glorious. He's so, he's so much happier. But you know, there was no joy in it. And now, you know, now that we're, there's light at the end of the tunnel, I think it's easier for me to find joy in it. Yep. And, you know, we recorded this show like six or seven months ago. And it was nice to finally share it with somebody and feel like it was making a difference and get that, you know, it's really hard for me to explain why I do snow day because we're so often we're in that inner circle of acapella. And at least on the contemporary side, it's about being cutting edge and cool and things like that. And snow day is is not any of those things. Snow day is simply about bringing joy, uh, especially to children. And that means we sing songs like happy and lion sleeps tonight and Africa and songs that most groups would not ever want to sing. And I find a lot of happiness in that because of the happiness that it brings our audiences. And it was really nice to get a taste of that again over the last couple of days. And Amanda, I don't know what you're talking about, but I am extremely cool (laughs) in the eyes of those kids when I am done. So I take it and I run with it and I am cool all day, thanks to them. So I mean... There is nothing like being a rock star. It does. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if we're in a cafeteria with eight-year-olds. I am still a rock star in my head. <laughs> and they believe it. By the end of my Aka Awesome show, I have transformed. And they believe it. And that's all that matters. Because that's what this, this that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're trying to get back to. And that's what everybody's, I think there's so many people out there slaving away. And I am in awe of what some people are pulling off during this pandemic. Virtual choirs are like the death of me. Like I've done several of them and I've, I've joined a church choir now and it's been, it's been rewarding. However, I think, I don't know how many, I think more people have learned just how much goes into creating a virtual choir, creating a music video. It's so much more work. And I know I didn't have it in me for most of this pandemic. I'm like, you know, and also there was just a glut of content. So it's like, did I really want to put in 25 hours on a video for it to be ignored? Because there were also 50 other videos released that day. Like there was just, there was so many things at work in my brain. <laughs> yeah. But now that we're headed back my, um, into maybe a little hybrid of, of rehearsals. Some people are getting together. Some people are still completely virtual. So now you have people who are getting together, watching people who are, or people who are virtual, watching people get together and they're like, I know, a little grumpy maybe. <laughs> but I, I particularly direct a group, a men's group, and we um, we meet every other week outside in a member's backyard. He has up to 20 microphones and he gets them all hooked up and everybody's individually mic'd, which in the barbershop world is another issue in itself. Well, because barbershoppers aren't used to using microphones. They're not used to hearing themselves like that. No. And it's, and it's messing with 
it's messing with, at least for me, tuning things that I felt like I had worked on and and heightened in my groups and and I and so that oh that's what I wanted to talk about Amanda and I lost my train of thought was um, I wanted to mention a little bit about how snow day decided not to use in-ears this weekend Um, and it was a calculated choice and I appreciated it not saying that I love in-ears yes when I first started it was a little weird (laughs) once you get used to them you'll never want to go back (laughs) yeah now I'm like oh I miss right but I super appreciated it, not simply just from the, it's going to make us listen to each other better <laughs> um, and there will be less heroes fighting in their ears for their part. But I also needed, I just needed that. I needed to hear that. I needed to be able to in- let my ears engage again into hearing because as I've been a director directing a bunch of guys standing on a microphone screaming at me at the exact same volume and nobody <laughs> is blending and but it's not their fault they're trying but it's a microphone right. like what are they it's like meant to do that it's meant to do that like so I am losing that I'm losing that excitement and I know you and I have talked about this the fear of going out I don't even have that anymore I'm having a hard time switching back to the live directing role because the expectations are still like wonky. Like the group still wants me to only expect this much, but I'm like, well, we're here in person. Why can't I expect this much? But then I'm also like, I don't really... Well, and I think a lot of it is there's not going to be a switch. Like there's no on-off switch. We're not going from complete isolation to completely back to normal. It's going to be a process. And I think that process of, I think that's what's hard for me. It's like, I think about how my life was before this pandemic. And like, how am I going to reincorporate all of that back into my life? Because I've had to, there's no room for it. Exactly. Like I filled that space with a lot of other things. But I know that getting back to a lot of those things is also very important to me. So Mm -hmm. in a way, like it's, anxiety inducing but also I'm kind yes. of glad that it's not an on-off switch because I know I emotionally could not handle the on-off switch of just going right back to you know three four rehearsals a week and traveling every weekend and all of that I'm glad that it's kind of going to come back gradually um, and there will be some things that just don't come back I did learn a lot about myself over this pandemic and I reprioritized a lot of things I, some out of necessity, you know, I needed to find some other work to do to pay the bills and decided that it was now time for me to finally, you know, start to prepare for the career I've always thought I would pursue after performing was not a full time option anymore. Performing is exhausting. And I am in my 40s now. So (laughs) yeah, and I think that's a normal path. I mean, if you really study musicians, if you even if they're local whatever it is, whatever they choose to do, you study a professional musician or artist, there is often an earlier retirement. Yeah. And you than, know, I, I felt it. And I think the gradual thing, I was reminded because we sang for pretty much two straight hours this weekend, live through my, you know, we had microphones, but through masks. And I think back to myself two years ago, and I would sing for four hours and not blink an eye. I would go about my day. And I got in the car after two hours on Saturday and my voice was tired. I'm like, I'm going to have to sit and let my voice rest the rest of the day. Like I, I didn't go on complete vocal it's rest. It's been a while but it since was you probably had to do that. very obvious that I had not sung for any real length of time in a long time. So I think, you know, had I tried to jump right back in and do a four hour stint or an all day event, that would have been 
hard on me emotionally to realize just how out of shape my voice has become. Yeah, it's a good point. That's a really good point. It takes me back to our conversation with a previous guest, mm-hmm. Shannon, where she she's been she and I talk and she's like, I, I have found so much joy just in the care mm-hmm. and ritual of my voice and warming up and techniques. That's what she grabbed onto when she couldn't sing songs. Right. When that passion was gone. And both you and I had had moments <laughs> during the pandemic where we're like, I want nothing to do with sheet music. I don't want to sing. Nope. <laughs> um, but that was... I that literally signed time. myself up for multiple page grad papers every week instead of Yep, you did. Singing. Instead of singing. <laughs> it's amazing what our Just brains so have done. so you could then find ways to sing for yes. fun. <laughs> Which leads me to... All of us out there who are directors of volunteer groups or members of volunteer groups, now is the time. Like now is the time to just keep putting the nuggets in place. So I, I've always felt as a, as a church musician or as a community musician that if I can just give back what I can I mean, just give of myself right now what I can. Mm-hmm. It will come back to me in yes, full. Yes, absolutely. Once this, once we get start moving again, those people, those of us, those of you who are actively giving of your time and talents, paid or unpaid, um, performers paid or unpaid, I truly in my heart believe that it will come back to you in full because people are paying attention. They're paying attention to the people who are still out there. And it's okay if you've had to scale back, like Amanda said, take that time to prioritize for you what's most important in your journey. I mean, how many of us are holding on to things that we said yes to 14 years ago? (laughs) It's true. I mean, we're getting a fresh start in a way. And I hope that I take advantage of that mentally, emotionally, physically. (laughs) I think about that every single day, every single day since I went back to work kind of full-time, (laughs) part-time. It's like I have like five part-time jobs, so I'm now full-time. I don't have any more hours, but I think about that. I'm like, did I really take, did I take advantage of this time? Did I? I definitely have a different perspective on things, but you know, what has been nice is it was okay for me to take a break, no matter how much I felt like I was failing the pandemic because I wasn't churning out videos or recordings every week. You know, kudos to everyone that was doing that. But, you know, I have a top of the line studio. I have top of the line equipment for audio and video. I could have just spent every day doing that, but it wasn't in my heart. And you know what I always tell my students is like, people can tell when you're not being genuine. And uh, (laughs) anything I would have put out aside from the things that I did manage to do would not have been genuine, it would have just been soul crushing, churning things out, which is and that's not no, it's not. And that's the kind of work I did that I got out of to become a musician. So I wasn't about to turn my music into that. No, So as we get back into the mindset of doing things similar to the way we we remembered them before the pandemic, I'm looking forward to what I'm hoping will be one of the last virtual events that we'll attend. Um, And that's BOSS, which is one of my favorite CASA festivals because they celebrate innovation. And I think that's really important. So 
I'll be there. You can come and see me in the Acaville Expo room. And actually here on Acaville, we'll be celebrating the CARA nominees the entire week leading up to the CARAs on May 2nd. So you'll get to hear all of the nominees and you'll also get to hear interviews with the incredible headliners and scholastic competitors including our very own jams one man jams who is our beatboxer for snow day so make sure you check him out in the friday competition he's going to be so excited we shouted you out on an all women's podcast you're welcome jeremy but if you (laughs) haven't checked out boss we highly recommend you do that and then you know what i'm like i'm seeing it We've got a couple more virtual barbershop conventions, and then we will see each other in person. I'm seeing yes, it. It's coming, I'm and it. I'm so excited. It's making me nervous because now I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to like get prepared. I know. I need to remember but, how to stand on a stage, which was... Yeah, but I'm like, I got some little butterflies yeah. and some flutters. I hope I hope that that, is, that keeps yeah. turning. And I just and hope... I, I can, Everyone stay patient with each other. Everyone's going to have a different comfort level going into this new world and we're going to make it work. Yeah. You can spend all of this time right now getting rid of your (laughs) COVID-19. I certainly need to. (laughs) Because you know what? I don't feel like putting on my things right now. I'm really afraid to get back into real clothes just FYI. And I don't want to wear heels. (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever wear heels. Heels might be something that COVID just killed for me. I don't know if my feet are... (laughs) I I tried this weekend and I said no and I put the chucks back on so I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that and I don't know how am I going to live without the mute button those are the (laughs) only few things I'm trying to figure out but I think we've got this. There's a glimmer. All right. So to everybody out there, there's a lot of mixed emotions. There's a lot of changes about to hit us, but it's all going to be good in the end. So we are looking forward to seeing you in person. We are looking forward to hearing about everyone coming back together with their groups in whatever shape, way, form that takes. And we will be back next week with another exciting guest. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to Vocal Perspective. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.